What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Menu TV Reviews. I am your host, Mo, and today we will be discussing Power Book 2 Ghost Season 3, Episode 5, titled No More Second Chances. Y'all, we are halfway through this work week, okay? I'm on location today, okay? But I got a long, long little, uh, situation today so i got time today okay to put out some stuff for y'all so without further ado let's go ahead and get into the episode i hope everybody's work week or play week or whatever type of week this is for you is going just as good as mine okay so uh we start the episode off with <laughs> davis mcclain asking uh prosecutor jimmy does she have anything else for his client nancy drew and so she ends up asking monet what do you think uh, Detective Whitman wanted from you? And she was like, I don't know. Shit, that fool been having it out for us since uh, he found out that uh, Zeke and Carrie was getting it on. Okay? He done did everything. He done harassed us. He done vandalized my car. He been snooping around, <laughs> been stalking us. And so then she ends up asking, um, asking her before she leaves, how did she know to grab her gun? And so she was like, as soon as um, she heard um, Diana scream, she just grabbed her gun, okay? After she, she heard her scream, she heard his voice, she grabbed her gun, and she was like, shoot, I'm, gr I'm glad I did because if I didn't, ain't no telling what would have happened, okay? My daughter could have been dead. And so then, of course, you know, McLean is putting up his objections, okay? And so... He was like, look, my client has the right to defend herself and her property since tr since he trespassed, okay? And before you ask, yes, her gun is registered. And so she was like, oh, don't worry, I already looked that up. <laughs> and so then this is when Lorenzo steps in and he was like, wait, hold up. Why are you treating her like she's done something wrong? She is the victim, okay? I literally almost lost her and my daughter, okay? Go on about your business. It ain't nothing else to see here. So then um, he ends up going over to uh, Diana because Diana is getting questioned by Blanca. And so Diana is with Sax, and Sax is telling Blanca, look, okay, Diana and Monet's stories align. There's nothing else to see here. You can go ahead and exit stage left, okay? If you have any other questions, you can always reach back out. So they end up walking away. And so Lorenzo goes over to Diana, and he was like, you okay? And she was like, yeah, I'm good. So while Lorenzo is over there talking to Diana, of course, Monet is talking to McLean. And so he tells her that everything should be back to usual by the end of business day. And so she was like, good, because I'm tired of, you know, people still like walking through my house and making my house look like the block is hot. And he was like, well, you did shoot a cop. So technically the block is actually hot. OK. And so he tells her that in the meantime, she needs to make sure that all of the family's alibis are right and tight. Okay, and so then he ends up asking her, you know, do you have any other questions about Lorenzo? And she was like, nope, uh-uh, I just jumped to conclusions about that. And so she was like, and as far as the file goes, I went ahead and um, deleted that. I, I got rid of it because we don't need a stolen file just kind of popping up or laying around somewhere where the police can find it. Okay, and he was like, yeah, because it was stolen. Now, we do know that he does have a copy, okay, or the original um, in his office. And we do know that Saks be snooping around. So, McLean, I'm going to need for you to tighten up yourself, okay? And hopefully you done stashed that away where uh, it's lock and key and Saks <laughs> don't have no access to it, just like he had your burner phone. So then after that, y'all, it's early in the episode when we start our canonical study discussion. So... This, the discussion is today, Does um, do people in America have the chance at redemption, rebirth, and reinvention? Or rebirth, redemption, and reinvention? And so, uh, they have Rashad Tate there, of course. And so, he was like, you know, uh, excuse me, a future congressman, uh, Council Tate. Council Congressman Tate? <laughs> Lightskin Keisha was the one who... Uh, who corrected us, okay? Y'all remember she's doing her internship with him. So she's trying to she's trying to big him up a little bit. So 
he starts off by saying that the uh, settlers left their homelands to come over and try to find a new identity okay and he says that that was reinvention and so then of course she jumps in and says that yeah although they came here they actually stole the land from the indigenous people and so you know that was basically not a chance at reinvention because they got it based off of somebody else's uh losing okay <clears throat> and so then the the white privileged boy jumps in and he was like isn't it though because i mean my family and they was like oh god don't say it he was like you know generations ago my family came here on the mayflower and it was like oh he said it <laughs> he just ain't gonna let y'all live that down okay he come from a struggle too <laughs> so he said generations ago his family came here on the mayflower and they had left behind um you know their families their native language all this and all that to take a chance here right and so then of course Effie steps in and um she was like look the reality of America and the idea of America two totally different beasts okay they came here and they stole the opportunity from somebody else okay they the the idea of equality is null and void okay for America the foundation is based off inequality because nobody is getting ahead without stepping on somebody else's toes, okay? Or diminishing the opportunities for somebody else to succeed. So then Diana jumps in and she brings up the fact that our incarceration system is supposed to be based off second chances. You know, there's the idea that, okay, you've done a crime once you do your time for said crime then you can come out of the prison system and have a second chance but i mean how is that really when when you come out of course you're stigmatized okay they look at your criminal record and because of what may or may not be on your criminal record then that may prevent you from getting certain types of jobs okay or being able to live in certain places and so i mean to hire that's not really a second chance and I mean in all honesty it's not um, and then some can't even go back to school you know or go to college if you have certain uh, I, I think you can't even have a misdemeanor on your record if you want to go to college y'all if I'm wrong about that let me know but anyway she was like that there's no second chance in that and so then of course uh, the other guy pops in the privileged guy but he's a uh, he's not white he's biracial or something like that and so he was like "Ooh, that sounds personal and she was like yeah it actually is do you have a problem with that jackie and so then of course Celine jumps in and was like see that's the stigma she's talking about right there so then brashandria hops back in and she was like yeah no we can't have a conversation about this when blacks are five times more likely to be incarcerated than whites okay we can't have a, co a conversation about inequality without discussing race okay that's not even an option so becca then hops in and she was like yeah let's take my brother for example okay if he was a bipoc which is a black indigenous or person of color then we wouldn't even be having this discussion he wouldn't even be out okay he wouldn't be free he'd be still locked up and so of course everybody agrees to that and so then um so then Jackie, he was like, well, are we talking about decisions that people made or opportunities that people are given, okay? We can't try to put those two together, okay? And so, of course, Tariq hops in afterwards and he was like, well, if this is supposed to be the land of second chances, aren't we innately um, afforded that opportunity to, to get a second chance? So everybody was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> So as Professor Bennett is uh, wrapping up the discussion for that particular day, Tariq is getting a text from Monet asking him to find out where International uh, Guap was on the night that Zeke was killed, okay? Because she has a sneaky suspicion. Well, she knows that Lorenzo was the one that was responsible, okay? But I guess she won't, like, solid, solid facts. So after class, Councilman Titus finna get ready to leave. Tariq rolls up on him real quick before he heads out and he tells him that he's got some information for him. And so he was like, oh yeah, what kind of information might you have, my brother? 
I just love the way he be talking to Tariq when ain't nobody around. And so uh, Tariq tells him that he's got it on good faith, that International Guap was the one that was responsible for Zeke's murder. And because of that, you know, he may want to pass that information along, seeing as Zeke is supposed to be their generation's land bias. Okay. And so he was like, okay. Okay, that sounds good. I'm going to pass that along. And so, of course, Tariq tells him that he's got to go. He's running late. Y'all, he got he got a new car now. He got a Porsche, okay? So he should be getting there pretty early at this point. Hopefully, he's not running behind like he was all the damn time last season. But we'll see. So anyway, after Tariq jets out, of course, we see Councilman Tate end up texting Jenny, telling her that he's got something for her. I just hope this don't fire back on everybody but of course it's power so it will eventually so racist uncle luke is having a meeting with kiki rsj brayden and tariq and they're going over um some of the information and research and data that they were able to collect about the italian tech company um nirvana and so kiki is telling them what she's been able to find and because you know they have been building their relationship with this company they get first sneak peek at, you know, trying to invest with them. And so because RSJ is one of their top people um, with their firm as far as investments go, he is going to be able to accompany them to uh, to go have a visit with this company. And Kiki thanks, them, thanks him for allowing them to use his private jet. And so he was like, okay, yeah, you know, of course, that's what it's there for. And so... Um, Kiki throws it to Tariq that he was able to get some more research. And he is actually, he said that he was able to translate, you know, some of the information, the data, the analysis, all of that type of uh, uh, language <laughs> verbiage that I don't know anything about. And he tells RSJ that everything basically lines up with what Kiki is telling him. And so... Uh, Uncle Luke tells uh, RSJ that Brayden is going to be the one to accompany him to this meeting. And so RSJ was like, well, um, why are you having Brayden go when Tariq is the one that should be going? And Luke was like, ah... Tariq is a, a junior team member at this point. And so he was like, okay, I understand that he may be a junior, but um, he's the only one that can speak Italian. And considering the fact that he's here now with us having this conversation, why wouldn't he be going there with that one since he speaks the language there unless you have him just here under other hidden agendas? And so, of course, this shuts Uncle Luke up. And so then Tariq was like, ah, you know, well, I've actually got plans with my girlfriend. And um, he was like, oh, no, that's fine. Okay. Uh, well, RSJ says that that's fine. And so then Tariq was like, well, you know, she's supposed to be joining the robotics team or studying robotics at Stanford in a little bit. And so he was wondering if she could come, basically. And um, he says, you know, of course, since that's her field of study, then she should be able to give them a little bit more insight into what they're investing in or putting their money towards. And so RSJ was like, yeah, no, that's fine. Plus one is always great here. OK, say less. And so then he tells Uncle Luke that um, don't worry him and his junior team. They've got it because Uncle Luke pops in again and was like, oh, they're expecting me. And so he was like, ah, yeah, that's going to be a no. Me and the junior team will take the lead on this one because sometimes it's good to have a little disruption, okay? Every time we have a disruption, you know, I think it usually ends up well in our favor. So, yeah, no, you're going to be excluded from this one. And so, of course, Uncle Luke is pissed but he can't show that, okay? So he was like, ah, you know, this is why you're here. This is going to be great. I'm sure they'll, you know, be uh, more amped to invest with us. So see your way out of this conversation, racist Uncle Luke. You are no longer needed at this point. So as they're wrapping that up, he gets a text from uh, Rashad tell, calling him a lying mf -er. 
okay so i'm thinking he's gonna get ready to go meet with him no he actually goes to go meet with monet and so he was like how you been because the last time i saw you um you know detective whitman was still breathing and so she was like yeah no uh-uh i had to dead him okay he was a problem so i got rid of him and everything that he knew died with him as well and so he was like yeah you know you sure the cops ain't following you i know i know the police hot on your trail right now you you good and she was like, I ain't stupid, Ninja. Okay, and I'm pretty impatient right now, too. What you got for me? What you know about IG? And so, IG is international guap, y'all. And so he was like, IG didn't lie to you, okay? He did not kill Zeke. And so she was like, how you know? You know this for a fact? And she, he was like, yeah, let's just say I got a reliable source, okay? And I'm assuming his reliable source is Rashad Tate. And so he was like, yeah, no, I got it on good information, okay? He, he ain't lie to you. He ain't killed Zeke. He wasn't even in town. He was in the Dominican Republic, okay, the night that Zeke was killed. And so, of course, this just confirms what Monet already knows, that um, Lorenzo is responsible. And so then, of course, they end up uh, parting ways. She calls, um, shoot, I'm having a brain fart, y'all. She calls Kane. And, of course, Kane was like, you know, what's up, man? Why we meet in the truck? I had to go run out of a poker game. And so, she ends up asking him, who told him that IG killed Zeke? And so, he get real quiet for a minute. She was like, what, did you bet your hearing in the game, my ninja? <laughs> Speak up. I need an answer. And so, then he was like, Pops told me that. And so, she was like, well, what type of information did he give you to support his, his uh, idea that IG was the one that killed him? And so he was like, dang, you you talking like this some random dude off the street. Okay, it's Pops. I didn't have no reason to question him because, you know, we was going back and forth with the Guaps anyway. We was already beefing. And so it, I just assumed that it was what it was when he told me that. Okay? You know, there was nobody else that could possibly be responsible at this time because we was already beefing with them. They We had knocked off a few of their dudes, so it was only right that they come back. Okay? And so then she was like, yeah, I, okay. Again, further already cementing what she knows about Lorenzo. Your time is coming, Lorenzo. Y'all, what episode do you think she going to take him out in? <laughs> in the next two episodes? She going to put him down in the next two episodes, watch. So Tariq is about to get ready to take off. He's going to get ready to go jet setting with RSJ. And he thanks him for the opportunity and for sticking up for him in the face of a racist uncle luke okay and so he was like i think you know he's still trying to figure out who i am and see if i fit with this internship based off of, i think he's uh, judging me based off of my past and so rsj was like shoot if people were still based uh judging me off of who i was at 19 i don't think i'd have these same opportunities either okay nowhere near it and so then he was like look i wanted to flag something real quick i wanted to bring it up to you that my girlfriend's robotics professor had mentioned something about nirvana and um i wanted to have a discussion with you because i think you might find you know what i got to tell you pretty interesting and so he was like all right cool whatever we'll talk about it once we take off so then effie comes up you know they hey bae sup bae you know it's real cute right so then after that brayden and kiki they're walking together and um he was like shoot i'm gonna go ahead and take a nap so once we get there, you know, I'm finna live it up. I'm finna have a good time. And so Kiki was like, look, I hope you understand that we're going to Milan to work. This is not um, a pleasure trip, okay? And so he was like, sure, what you talking about, girl? Like, the par <laughs> I ain't finna go looking for no party. The party always comes to me, okay? I'm the man. And so as he's uh, laughing that off and turning around, he's got his earbud in and he drops his phone, okay? He drops his other phone or I guess his main phone. I'm not sure. But either way, he drops his phone. Kiki tries to let him know, but of course he's got this earbud in so he can't hear. And she picks it up, right? And so then, of course, Effie and Tariq are taking pictures before they take off. And then Kiki is the last to get on the plane. And so as she's walking to the to the jet, she sees all these notifications pop up on Brayden's phone for CrashCoin telling him that X amount of dollars have been deposited. Okay. And so, of course, this is going to be a problem. As soon as she saw that, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so we're going to see what happens with that. So Prosecutor Jenny, Blanca, and Sax are all meeting up. And, of course, 
Shinny's pissed because she knows that, well, they all know that Monet got away with murdering Whitman. And so they were like, yeah, he was unhinged, but he wasn't a criminal. And um, then Jenny goes on to say, you know, that this is bullshit. We ain't doing nothing about it. And so, uh, of course, Blanca was like, hold on. And so then she mentions that the Russian guy that was the connect for the Castillos ended up dead. And she can bet her money on it that, of course, the Tejadas are behind it some way. And so... Sax was like, uh, that's a leap. And so then Blanca was like, well, we've seen their car outside of the Tejada's penthouse. And so Sax was like, ah, that's still a leap. And so then, of course, Jenny gets upset with him and was like, okay, surely they've got to be getting their drugs from somewhere. I'm sure Davis knows what's going on with that what do you know and so he was like i don't know anything about that he hasn't brought anything up and she was like come on man i know you know something okay we're going off of your theory here okay you are supposed to be one of my ci's okay and so she was like you gotta know something we have to figure this out because if not it's not gonna be that long before we end up like whitman and as she's saying that of course her voice is breaking so we already know that she's getting getting a little nervous okay her legs getting a little shaky because her life is on the line here if they don't figure this out pretty soon and i mean she probably is hopefully going to end up dead by the end of the season but <laughs> we'll see so kane and lorenzo are at the bar okay and they're taking shots and kane ends up telling lorenzo look i think mom's on to something okay i think she knows that um Achi didn't kill Zeke. And so he was like, Did she say did she say that she thought it was me? And so he was like, No, nah, uh-uh, I ain't give her a chance to because I ain't, I ain't say it was you. And so he was like, Hey, now you know your mama play her hand real close to the vest, okay? She ain't finna show her hand. You know that. And so he was like, Look, she knows that he was in the DR when this shit happened. I think that you should tell her what happened i mean it was an accident right and he was like yeah it was an accident but um i don't think that she'll ever forgive me for that and so of course kane was like look i i know what you're saying and i hear that but i just feel like all of this would be better coming from you um if you just tell her i think it'll be a, a good idea and so he was like i don't so lorenzo is still going to try to keep the secret okay kane is trying to warn him but uh, Lorenzo ain't trying to hear that. So then we see Drew and, um, what's his name? Lil Castillo getting it on, okay? Uh, <laughs> play cousin. <laughs> and play cousin lover. Lover play cousin. So they're getting it on. And then, um, of course, Lil Castillo hears his phone. And so he's got to go see what's going on with that. And so Drew was like, no, nah, you know, I don't answer the phone. So... Lil Castillo tells him, hey, look, so I didn't know it, but those racist rednecks that we shot at, one of them ended up surviving, and he's actually a CI, and he's getting medivac to the hospital right now. And so he was like, I'm finna go handle it. And so, of course, Drew was like, you were in connections with the CI, and you didn't know it? You didn't do your research? You weren't being thorough? You didn't vet this dude? And so he was like, no, um, I would never, you know, intentionally go into business with the CI. That's not who I am. Despite, you know, what my father did and what y'all may think my father was up to as far as him being a snitch, I would never do that, okay? Not only that, but I wouldn't put you at risk either, okay? And so he was like, anyway, and even if I knew that, why do you think, do you think I would tell you the truth? that he was a CI or I would just keep the shit going and so then Drew was like all right so what we gonna do he was like no mm -mm. this is my mess I'm gonna clean it up so Drew was like well you know what honestly no we need to do this together because he can take all of us down okay and I'm not gonna risk that for my family so we gonna handle this together so I guess they're gonna try to go take out old racist redneck so monet walks into evelyn's 
uh, business, which is like a little diner shop situation. And um, she ends up starting out with, you know, in this line of business that we work in, we often lose people. And after a while, you become so desensitized to losing people that you stop loving them as much as you normally would because if you lose them then it wouldn't hurt as bad and so she then compares losing frank or when evelyn when evelyn found out that frank was missing to her losing zeke and she says you know when zeke died a part of her died as well and so she then lays out the information that lorenzo is the one who put the hit out on Frank. And so Evelyn, of course, was like, you didn't tell me that before. And she was like, yeah, I'm telling you now. And so Evelyn was like, what you trying to do, clear your conscience? And she was like, no, but honestly, sort of, kind of, because she, um, she doesn't want to have any of this blowback on her and her boys, okay? And although she is familiar with the consequences, she just couldn't let another day go by. And I say that with all the sarcasm in the world, without her letting know, without her letting Evelyn know the truth about what happened to Frank, because she's pretty sure that Evelyn felt just as miserable as she has losing Zeke. And so, of course, we know that the backstory behind that, and so does Evelyn, because Evelyn was like, okay, Monet, I know you, girl, and I know that you wouldn't be bringing me this type of information, you know, just because you wanted to feel better about yourself or feel better about our situation, okay? She was like, look, I loved Frank, and I understand that y'all are responsible, or Lorenzo was responsible for that, but I love my boys even more, and losing them is not worth me getting revenge okay and so um so in other words evelyn is telling monet no she's not going to try to send her boys to go put out a hit on lorenzo or trying to get back at lorenzo because of what he did to frank and so monet was like shoot you you more forgiving than i am okay because if that was me then i know what i would be doing Okay, like I said, I know the consequences of this game. I just thought I would let you know. So we know that Monet did that with the intention of Evelyn wanting to get some get back, but she done flipped the script on Monet. So Monet gonna have to figure out another way to take Lorenzo out. So RSJ and the crew are meeting with the partners from Nirvana. And the initial offer that was on the table was that RSJ would um, invest with them for 10% of the stake. And so the Tigers are like, look, <laughs> we down for everything, but, uh, you know, you need to put your money where your mouth is first before this thing blows up, you know, so you can get your money. And so RSJ was like, okay, cool, you know, we'll be more than happy to uh, put our money where our mouth is. But before we do that, we need to have a little discussion about the issue that you seem to be having. And the issue that they're having is getting patented within the United States. And so he was like, look, this patent that y'all are talking about, that was the initial reason why Western Holdings became interested in you guys in the first place. And so all of that can technically go away, okay, by Monday, pronto. Uh, <laughs> is that what you Italians say? Pronto? That's the word for it? Oh, okay. We can make this issue go away pronto um, with my people, but if not then, you know, you may lose all the potential offers that you have on the table, basically. And so either you roll with us and, um, you know, instead of 10% of the kickback, we get 20% because now it's, it's starting to become more like a partnership because we're helping you resolve this issue. So if we make this issue go away for you, we want 20%, okay? If not, then your little secret that you're having getting this patent in the United States will be everywhere. And so, of course, <laughs> RSJ has made good on his word that he likes to throw, you know, bombs out there to see what's going to happen. So then we see Drew and Baby Castillo. They are finna get ready to try to go take out 
the um, DEA Connect, okay, when they come up the stairwell, they are met by all of these feds. The, the alphabet boys are there, okay, and they are surrounding the room that he is in. And so they hurry up and they run back into the stairwell. So they was like, shit, we too late. Okay, how in the world we going to manage to take this dude out now? And so then, just as they're trying to figure that part out, we see them call a code blue. And the, the code blue is actually in this this uh, CI's room. So, will he make it or won't he? So, back over to Tariq and Effie. They are in Milan, living it up. They're sitting down to dinner. And... Um, She's basically asking him what they're going to wear to the opera. And he was like, man, that shit is corny, bro. Let's just go ahead and, you know, dine in for the night. Let's go to the store. And I would rather be at home watching a movie, you know, or eating dinner, watching a movie at home with the girl that I love, right? And so she was like, okay, you don't find that shit corny? He was like, no, Um, considering the fact that we haven't been able to breathe, okay, With between school and the business. We don't have no time for ourselves. So I would rather spend my downtime at home with my girl eating good and watching something good on TV, right? And so she was like, is this future Tariq? And he was like, nah, this is just me right now. And so, of course, Effie is on cloud nine, right? But, of course, she still got this whole secret about Lauren lingering over her head. So, she's in bliss, but it's kind of bittersweet at this point. So, as they're talking about that, we see them get some visitors to dinner. And um, it's like, shoot, you know, it's uh, Noma and her homie, okay? They've come to crash the party. And so she was like, my, 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 what a pleasure it is to see some of my employees here in Milan. And so she then mentions that she was even more surprised when she found out that they were jet-setting with RSJ. Okay, so she has a mission for them. So dinner and a movie are not going to be happening tonight, okay? She has something for them to do while they're there. And, of course, if they don't succeed, there will be consequences. So the mission that they have is that she wants them to break into her ex's mansion, Francesco somebody. He's an oil giant, okay? And um, like I said, he used to be one of her exes until she, well, she, he used to be her boyfriend until she kicked his ass to the curb, okay? So they, she planted a bug in his house, okay? And she says that it was Mecca's job to go retrieve it, but of course, since he's no longer with them, then, you know, it's not happening. And so... She was like, look, <laughs> of course, we can't get anywhere near his party, okay? Once, I think he said once a month or once a week or something like that, he invites the top 1% to some salon, okay? And so I guess while they're at that, uh, while they're at that, that uh, event, then they want Tariq and Effie to break in and still said book, okay? Of course... They're only going to be able to get in because of RSJ. And so she says you shouldn't have a problem getting on the guest list. Of course, if you don't succeed, there will be consequences. So, like I said, there will there will be no uh, dinner and a movie chilling at the hotel room tonight. Sorry, Tariq and Effie. So Drew and Baby Castillo are still hanging out in the stairwell um, when... Uh, Blanca comes up and she talks to one of the other agents that's kind of been hovering around and uh, they overhear the other agent tell Blanca that dude didn't make it despite their best efforts and so he ends up telling her that he can collect uh, the CI's evidence downstairs in the you know like in the belongings area and so of course when they overhear that they hurry up and beat Blanca to the punch by paying old girl that's supposed to be like over the belongings area they end up paying her a nice stack of money, okay? Blanca pops up mere minutes, not even minutes, well, probably mere minutes in real life. Mere minutes after the boys take off with the CI's stuff, and she tells them, uh, she tells Blanca that his family has already come by to pick his stuff up. 
And so she was like, no, 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 that can't be possible. And then old girl just goes back to the computer like, ain't nothing going on. <laughs> like, you don't even see Blanca standing there. So, of course, I don't understand why they couldn't wait to do this when they were inside um, their own safe space in the car. But Drew and baby Castillo pull out the phone. And they go through the phone. They find the pictures that he took of Brayden and of Lorenzo outside the hotel room or motel room. And Drew ends up deleting them and is like, shit, you know, like if they would have got a hold of this, we would have been screwed, screwed, screwed. And so they end up taking the chip out, breaking it, smashing it up. And then they break the phone as well and drop all of the pieces into a manhole right outside the hospital. Y'all, come on now. It's plenty of manholes in New York. I'm pretty sure y'all could have did that somewhere else. I'm just glad that y'all weren't caught, okay? So then um, we see Tariq with RSJ. And so RSJ is complimenting him on bringing him there because this place is luxurious, okay? It's real palatial, okay? And so... They go there, and RSJ was like, man, I'm so glad you brought me here. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm very impressed uh, with you and your character, you know, and what you've been able to accomplish despite, you know, what was going on with your dad. And so he was like, well, you know, I never really knew my dad. And so he was like, well, I guess he must have at least had two faces, one private and one for the public. And so he was like, uh, what about you? And so RSJ ends up telling Tariq that his father was a petty criminal, okay? He used to run numbers, okay? And so he was just glad that he didn't turn out like his father, and he hoped that Tariq's, Tariq can have that same story as well, that he turns up nothing like his father. And so as they're having that conversation, we see Effie. She is making her way back. Brayden is in Lombardi's office trying to find this daggone uh, book and he's looking around for it and she was like come on man you know time's running out and so he was like man I don't know where to look okay and so she was like she said you know look somewhere where nobody would expect to find it but where they hid it at it's under a freaking desk why wouldn't you think to look there like he was looking out in the fireplace like I wouldn't even think to look there okay but a desk that's like more common places right or the lamp or something like that. But I guess I watch too much TV. <laughs> so he ends up finding it. But as he's getting ready to grab it, which I don't understand why he didn't, before he has a chance to grab it, one of the security guards comes up. By this time, Effie has already snuck back out, though. So by the time he grabs it, Effie has snuck out, but he didn't know that the security guard has come in. And so he's he's trying to come up with it like, yeah, you know, I found it. And so the security guard was like, what you doing in here? Ain't nobody supposed to be in here. But of course, Raiden doesn't speak Italian. And this dude is only speaking in Italian. And so he was like, good, thank you. And of course, you know, the security guard knows something is up. So he grabs Raiden by the arm real forcefully and um, uh, escorts him out of the private office. So then we see Effie come back and uh or she sees Brayden being whisked off and so she tries to follow behind them but the door is locked that the security guard and Brayden went through so she goes looking around the office again to make sure that the bug was grabbed it was not so she ends up grabbing it but by the time she comes back up another security guard has made his way into the office as well because Brayden was pretty loud so then of course she was like, oh, you know, I was looking for his private collection. She looking real cute, okay? She put she putting a charm on dude. And so he was like, this must be your first time here. And she was like, how'd you know? And so he was like, oh, you know, uh, his private collection is this away. So <laughs> kudos to you, Effie. Okay, women are so much smarter anyway. But, you know, because she's a woman and he is somebody of the opposite sex, he was obviously attracted to her. She put on her charm and off they go to go see his private collection. Way to think on your feet, Effie. So the Tejada family is sitting down to a very nice dinner, um, courtesy of Lorenzo. Okay, and so he was like, yeah, you know, your mama... This is her favorite, okay? One of one of her favorite dishes, especially when it's cold outside. And so, Kane was like, you know what this reminds me of? 
it reminds me of when we would be back in Puerto Rico at Gmon's house and we would be eating and playing space and having a good time, you know, just connecting as a family. And so, of course, um, Drew chimes in because he was like, you remember that? And uh, Drew was like, no, nah, I don't remember that because uh, me and my partner, we never lost the game talking about Monet. And so, of course, you know, they pounded out. And so then, um, you know, Drew and Kane are going back and forth real playful, like, right? And so then, of course, uh, Lorenzo spots Diana and her expressions on her face, and then he tells her to meet him in the kitchen. He asked her, is she okay? And she was like, no, because I don't share those memories like they do. I don't have those fond memories. My memories growing up were coming to visit you in Sing Sing. Okay. And so he was like, well, ain't we making up for that right now? And she was like, no, uh-uh, we not. And so he was like, you know what? <sighs> no, she said that, no, they're not making up for it because they're too busy always having discussions about business and, you know, drugs and all this stuff like that, okay? And um, so they don't have time to make those types of good memories. And so he was like, you think I wanted to sell drugs when I was growing up? No, uh-uh. So, he tells her that when he was growing up, he loved baseball. And he was nasty, too, y'all. He was real good, okay? And um, she was like, you know, why did you stop playing? He was like, it just wasn't in the cards for him. I hope we get a little bit more backstory about that. But um, we'll see what happens with that. Was it Monet? Was that the reason why you stopped playing? So, he tells her, you know what? Now that you've brought that up, we're going to go ahead and cut this off. It's a done deal. You you out of the business, okay? Because she did bring up the fact that it's bringing too much attention to her and that her manager from work is starting to notice that he's coming around a lot. And so he was like, you know what? You're done. You're out of the business. You're going to be the first person to go to college and finish, okay? So, of course, she's like, oh, thank you, puppy. So that's that. Lorenzo is trying to be a family man now i don't understand why he was trying to bring the drugs in the first place but he said that he gonna talk to kane about selling somewhere else all right they're gonna have to go go scouting out the neighborhood and see what other places they can sell to so that's that so then we see brayden brayden is getting beat up by the security the security people and um lombardi ends up coming down because uh brayden was like you know if if you guys are after money I'm a Weston, okay? Money is, is no object to me. It's not an issue. And so Lombardi was like, don't you think I know that? We do research for everybody to come up to these things, okay? Before they even hit the dough good, we know who they are. And so um, he was like, you know what? A few months ago, you were headlining uh, New York, okay? You were known as this drug dealer. So why in the world are you in my private library, Okay. Who are you working for? And so, of course, Brayden does not give up any deets. And so, of course, the uh, security guards commence to whooping his ass some more. <laughs> and nobody's going to hear him scream because he's in this very hidden place off in the mansion, okay? Poor Brayden. So, Tariq is steady more blowing up Brayden's phone, trying to figure out why in the hell he ain't answering the phone. And Effie is steady more trying to tell him that they snatched Brayton, okay? But she don't know where they took him to. So he's somewhere, but she just don't know where. And so he was like, why? Why ain't he answering the phone? She was like, fool, I'm trying to tell you that they took him. So just as they're saying that, they get a knock at the door, okay? They come and answer the door, and it is your girl Kiki, okay? And so she's asking where Brayton is. And... They were like, oh, he's at the Lombardi uh, mansion still. And so she was like, wait, what? <laughs> Y'all came back an hour ago. And so, of course, Effie steps in and was like, yeah, but, you know, basically he's free to do whatever he wants. Um, why don't you come back when it's more like co-worker hours, okay? Meaning you are stepping out of your professional boundaries, girl. It's limits to this. And so she was like, mm, you're right, touche. So I will see you guys down in the lobby tomorrow. Now, we, we both know that she's got Brayden's phone, and so that might be why she's trying to figure out what's going on with them. And so, of course, when she leaves, 
and like shoot we gotta figure out what we gonna do and so Tariq was like well shoot we may just have to use the only leverage that we have against Lombardi and they're gonna end up using that doggone uh, bug but I don't know how they gonna get it back maybe they gonna give it to Noma and Noma end up killing them I'm not sure but anyway they gonna use that so then we see uh, baby Castillo pulling up to Drew's house to go see Drew and Auntie is sitting outside on the porch and so he was like you know what this is my first time seeing you um us having a private moment alone so let me go ahead and offer my condolences to you about Zeke and so she ends up asking him uh oh because he was like uh <laughs> ain't you cold Auntie and she was like nah uh-uh I got this to keep me warm he was like that's my favorite jacket she got a she got some brown in her cup and so um as he's walking up, you know, uh, she was like, are you here for Drew? And he was like, yeah. She was like, be careful with my son. And he was like, or else, right? And she was like, yeah, damn right. So then as he's walking past her, she ends up asking him, does it get any better, the grief? And so he was like, no, not really. Um, as the days go by, of course, it's, it's more diluted, but it never completely goes away. And so then she was like, well, what about the anger? And so he was like, no. Nah that ain't been diluted at all honestly if i had the chance to i would slit the throat of whoever's responsible for taking my dad away and so she was like me too for zeke so of course we know that she's still grieving but you know auntie got got an agenda for everything so she probably gonna end up using him to get back at lorenzo so mclean is in his office looking at this redacted file that he made a copy of or he has the original from Whitman's house and he hears somebody coming towards his way so he hurries up and puts the file in this file cabinet but he has a key so he locks the file cabinet and slides it up under his like little uh, computer mat right so of course Sax peeps this when he's walking in because it's very obvious um, when he could have just slid the file up under something else on his desk, but I digress. So anyway, Sax, come, Sax comes in. He's got great news, okay? He found a violation in this unredacted file for Theo Rollins, and so he just has to file a, a habeas corpus, and Theo may be able to walk free. And so, of course, McLean is elated by this. He was like, man, I knew I kept you around for a reason, Alright, so he was like, cool, let's go, let's go tell them together. And so then Sax was like, nah, you know what, I'm going to hang back, I'm going to go ahead and file this brief. And besides, this is your moment with him, okay? He ain't going to be going nowhere until I file this. And so he was like, alright, say less. So he ends up leaving, right? And of course, just as we expected, as soon as he leaves, Sax goes into his office. And he finds the information that he's looking for. He takes a picture of the file that he saw McLean duck off into the cabinet and he ends up sending a picture and a message to Jenny saying that he um that McLean has the file from Whitman's house okay and so of course he asked her can they meet now Jenny says that she can't because she's busy and so now he's pissed oh well she'll get it eventually so then we see Tariq um, and Effie, they are riding out to go meet up with Lombardi to give them this bug in exchange for Brady. So that's exactly what they do. And as they do that, um, of course, it wouldn't be a bad guy if he didn't try to put the work on Tariq, right? So he uh, caught him off guard. He snuck him and then grabbed his arm and was and put a gun to his forehead. Who do you work for? Who do you work for? So all of his goons got guns trained on Effie and Brayton. Tell me who you work for. And so Tariq closes his eyes real tight at this point, right, because he ain't trying to give it up. And just as he does that, of course, all of the people are taken out, including Lombardi, and in walks Noma and her henchmen. And so Effie was like, dang, you know, I called y'all just in case shit got sticky, and he was like, and that's how you express your gratitude? Americans. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> I love him. And so, Noma was like, you know what? You're more clever than I thought you was. I mean, anybody could have saw this coming. 
who wrote this who wrote this episode and so <laughs> she's like you're more clever than i gave you Tariq. okay that was genius now we've taken out um lombardi and his crew and because of that now we've got more business to sell okay so there's plenty more for everybody to go around so she was like you know what the trial period that she was on that's a done deal baby we good okay we gonna have a long bright future ahead of us and of course this is going to put complications on Tariq's plans we're trying to get out <laughs> we'll see what type of plan he comes up with to eventually take Noma out but for now they're gonna be good partners so we see Saxon in his car and um as we see him peeping the scene we see jenny walk out okay she's figuring ready to get into her car when he calls her he actively sees her look at her phone and put her phone back up and so she hops in her car and of course we're gonna see where she goes because sax is gonna follow her so then we go back to milan with Tariq and effie and you know, Tariq is very upset about the fact that things just got way more complicated than he anticipated. Of course, now Noma owns them forever and ever. Amen. And so Effie was like, well, maybe not. Okay. So I thought that maybe she had used like uh, some, you know, she had backed up the file or something like that. But no, she actually took a picture or she found a picture um, in the jump drive that has Noma and Lombardi in this oil painting with their daughter okay and so effie is thinking along the lines of okay we can use this to our advantage um you know if we can find the daughter then that can be used as her achilles heel and so Tariq was like are we are we on the same page here she is a freaking savage it's no telling what she would do to us if we tried to put her daughter into all of this okay we know that you know lombardi is her baby daddy and the fact that she just took out her baby daddy like that or ex-husband or whatever no uh-uh and so the conversation that they're having has to be tabled of course because now it's time to go so Mo and Lorenzo are back at the house and she's washing dishes when he rolls up on her and he was like, whoa, what's wrong, Mo? And so she was like, you know what? It was so crazy how when women got got, they've been all up and through my house, okay? Destroying everything up and through here. But as soon as they found out that Zeke had died, they just kind of pushed it up under the rug real quick and, and sweeped it off and, and called it gang-related activity, Okay. And so then, um, of course, Lorenzo starts feeling real guilty about everything. And um, he go, goes ahead and decides to take Kane's advice and opens up and tells Mo that he killed Zeke. And he says, you know, when I went to the hangar that night, and she was like, you wasn't supposed to be there at all. And so he was like, I know, but when I went to the hangar, I thought I was going to be uh, running into Mecca. And I was going to take that bastard out because okay look at what he's done to our family i wasn't just gonna sit back and let let him do all of that he's basically almost destroyed our family and so then um he says I, I went there with the intention of taking him out but um instead it was zeke and it was a tragic accident and i'm so sorry it was a big mistake and so she was like no you know what was a big mistake you sitting up here knowing the truth knowing that you was the one that was responsible for taking him out and you just sitting here letting me lose my mind for all of these months i lost myself i was depressed i you know was grieving i i was in a very dark place and you just sit there and let let me do that and you were responsible for it and so he was like wait a minute hold on i know what i did was wrong but you're not gonna sit up here and let me take all this blame okay you're just as responsible as i am you the one that brought zeke back into this family and you knew what type of lifestyle we was living and you did not prepare him okay all of our other kids are prepared except for him oh zeke <laughs> and then not only that but you brought dante back into the picture okay you f this man and for a split second, I thought he was going to run off with you. So I did what I had to do to protect my family. And so then, of course, he apologizes and he asks for her forgiveness. 
and not to hate him and um she ends up decking him real good (laughs) y'all and so she was like you know what out of respect for our kids because he was like okay i know i took your son away but what about our kids what about our family and everything that we built and she was like you know what out of respect for our kids i'm not gonna give you the bullet that you deserve but today what you gonna do today is you're gonna get your and you're gonna get the f up out of here okay go ahead get your stuff and not only get the f up out of here but you're gonna get the f up out of new york okay i want you out of here so he was like come on mo like you really finna do this and she was like get out of here we're gonna tell the kids that we separated okay and so then um of course of course he has no other choice but to get out of there because she threw a glass at him she's like get the f out of here so no more lorenzo at least he didn't catch that bullet that she was finna get ready to hit him with okay y'all so these last few minutes may be out of order um as far as their sequence y'all i apologize but there was no way that i could stop (laughs) these last few minutes of this episode so we end up seeing Sax. Sax follows Jenny all the way to where Lauren is, of course. We we expected this to happen, right? He was going to eventually find out. And so Jenny goes in, and then I was thinking that he was going to like just sit back, bide his time, and then kind of sneak in at a later time to see who was there. But no, sir. He ended up getting out his car, and he went up, and of course, he sees the guy guarding the door. Guy asked him, what's up? And um, he was like, oh, you know, I'm just here to meet Jenny. And so he asked him for his ID. He was like, ah, you know, I, I, I don't have it. It's in the car, but she knows who I am. You know, just let me through. And so then, of course, by this time, Jenny comes out and was like, sex, you follow me all the way out here. Now, I knew that we was, you know, on shaky terms, but this is even bad for you. And so then he was like, who are you hiding in there? Like, what's going on she was because she had said you know wow you're stalking me now he was like well you know what other choice that i have i've been texting you i've been calling you you've been ignoring my phone calls all this and all that so this is what i what it's resulted in and so as they're going back and forth because he was like you know what what was this for you okay did you even have feelings for what we were doing because i sure did okay and so he was like look i've been open and honest with you this entire time okay now i need you to be open and honest with me because if not we're done and so as they're going back and forth the door opens and out walks lauren and so he was like wow you betrayed me you sat up here and you had me thinking this entire time that she was dead but she's been here and so he ends up telling her you know you don't have to stay here not only did you lie to me but you lied to her as well okay and so then lauren was like you lied to me wait what is he talking about and so he was like i saw the look on Tariq's face when i told him that you were dead and i know that he's not the one responsible for your death when i told him what happened to you he was upset he loved you he's not behind this and so she was like what do you mean and so Jenny's whole stance with this is okay and so what I betrayed you and so what I didn't tell you that Lauren was still alive okay at the end of the day we're both here because we want to put criminals behind bars and we want drugs off the street and we're going to be able to do that once I build this Rico case against all of them okay and so he was like we're done now granted she done he done already sent the information to her that McLean has the foul okay so it may be too late sax for you to call that part off um but yeah so he was like no we're done and you know you can leave you don't have to stay here and so back at um the tahada household we see uh everybody getting ready for spades and um of course drew is steady mo talking mess about how they finna whoop up on them and then um we see diana talking about you know poppy's supposed to be coming pretty shortly um because he's supposed to be helping her learn how to play space okay and so then monet comes in and um of course they're still talking mess they're finna get ready to have a good time 
and they asked her where Poppy is, and so she was like, I don't know, I guess he's running late. Okay, Monet. <laughs> so then we see Tariq and um, Effie in bed, and it was really hard to see. I think it was just because of, of where I was looking at and what time I was looking at the show. So we see Tariq and Effie in bed when he gets a text from an unknown number telling him to meet him at the South telling him to meet at the South Garage with whoever this is, right? So, of course, we know it's Lauren. So, when he comes down, he sees Lauren, and he was like, wait, whoa, what the F are you doing here? You're supposed to be dead. And so, he, she was like, you know, wh why did you do it, Tariq? Why did you try to kill me? Why did you tell Brayden to hand me to her? And he was like, whoa, you're alive? Who are you talking about? Who is this her that you're referring to? And so, she was like, Effie. Okay, and so she goes into the whole breakdown of how Brayden and Effie were in cahoots to try to knock her off. And so he was like, well, where have you been this whole time? And so she tells him that she's been with the feds, okay, and that they're building a case against him. And so he was like, well, you know, that that's not me. I would have never tried to take you out. You know, I, I really care about you. I have deep feelings for you or whatever. And so she was like, well... You know, if that's the case and you didn't try to take me out, then not only do you have me and the feds to worry about, but you also have, you know, Brayden and Effie to worry about too because they lied to your face. And so he was like, I'm going to go have a conversation with them. And so she was like, oh, no, 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 no. You can't let them know that I'm alive, okay? But you need to keep your head on a swivel until you figure some stuff out. So after he has this conversation with her, he has to go back up to his room now and get back in bed with Effie. And so when he comes back, of course, she asked him, was he okay? And he was like, yeah, I just had to go for a, a late night walk. Um, you know, the time difference got my, got my head all messed up, got my sleep pattern all jacked up. And so he gets back in bed and she was like, you know, Tariq, I've been wanting to tell you something for quite a while now but all of this other stuff has been you know kind of getting in the way and so he was like all right what's up and she was like I love you too because earlier in the episode when they were sitting down to dinner he had told her that he loved her and so she was like I love you too so she had the opportunity y'all and she just didn't and so now Tariq is looking at her sideways I knew it wasn't gonna last y'all I knew it was too good to be true and so then, um, but where is Lauren going to stand in all of this? Because they're going to have to eventually take her out. So then after this, we see uh, Lorenzo. He is going back by the bar and he's getting something out of his car when he notices that his tire is flat. Okay, there's a nail in his tire. Somebody intentionally flattened his tire. So, of course, he curses. <laughs> Who wouldn't, right? And so as he's going back to the, the trunk to go get the spare tire out, I'm assuming, y'all, somebody come up and just in the blink of an eye, honey, Lorenzo's throat is slit, okay, from ear to ear. And so now he's gagging and choking on his own blood, and he's bleeding out all over the place. And then as he falls to the ground, we see baby Castillo come up. And he was like, bleed, bitch, okay? You need to bleed for what you did to my dad. And so then he ends up walking off. And as he's walking off, we see that where Lorenzo was, this was poetic justice because, of course, he dies right outside of the mural dedicated to Zeke. <laughs> Crazy, right? So as... Baby uh, Castillo is walking away. We see him shooting a text, and we can only assume that it's to Monet. And it's confirmed a few seconds later when, of course, they're back still at the house. They're now playing space, okay? It's been a minute, so I guess they got started without Lorenzo. And so um, she ends up getting a text from him telling, him, telling her that it's done, and he thanks her. And so as she's reading this text message, she, this text message, she's looking at her kids. And that's how the episode is, y'all. Oh, my God. This episode was so good. Please let me know what you think, okay? <laughs> how long do y'all think it's going to take for Kane to figure out that Monet is behind killing Lorenzo? 
And how long do you think that it's gonna take before all this shit backfired with baby Castillo and Drew? Who gonna get taken out? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is uh, Drew gonna have to end up killing baby Castillo or Kane is watch. But this episode was crazy. What do you think is gonna happen with Effie and Brayden? Do y'all think Tariq gonna confront them? eventually some shit gonna boil over let me know what you think like i said this episode was so good you can reach me at mean you tv reviews on facebook and on instagram you can also reach me at my tv reviews podcast without the s on the end at gmail.com y'all i love y'all thank you so much for supporting your girl okay like i said i know a few of my shows are coming to a close it's gonna be godfather of harlem your honor is so I'm going to get ready to do that review for episode nine. And then, of course, the series finale is going to be later on today, you guys. But y'all won't see that until probably this weekend. Okay. <laughs> I love y'all. Again, thank you guys so much for supporting me. That's all I have for now. I hope you guys stay safe out there. Have fun with whatever you do, okay? So until we meet over the airwaves again, I am Mo, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.